Hey everyone, this is Lynn Bartim, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m. or on the web at seu.edu slash apex. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. Thank you so much for having me in here. It's so great to have you on the radio. I've been learning so much about your story and your organization. So I'd love to just get started by asking you to tell us a little bit about Women of the World, the amazing service organization that you founded 10 years ago. (laughs) Thank you so much. And yes, I would love to. Uh, So Women of the World organization is a nonprofit based in Salt Lake City. We uh, assist forcibly displace women and girls uh, to move from survivor to an active citizen. Uh, and uh, so since I started Women of the World uh, from 2010 until now, we help uh, 1,500 women. So uh, I, uh, we have, of course, three programs in uh, uh, our uh, organization, the three programs that lead uh, the women for self-reliance are customer service advocacy and capacity building and economic empowerment and uh, community building. So uh, the what I mean about the customer service uh, is uh, every woman come with a different uh, problems and different needs and um, we help them with the, uh, to advocate for them in housing, in immigration, job, uh, anywhere that they need an advocacy. And economic empowerment is we start to help them first uh, with the write, how to write a resume, apply for a job, or uh, go to school. And, uh, uh, of course, we help them with their FAFSA. Um, or they're open even their own business. We help them with that. So the uh, building community or uh, 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 this, uh, what I meant about it is like uh, we give the women voice by teaching them the English. And uh, we have a program called Practical English Program. And uh, that is uh, really needed for the women that how to speak up and how to um, to speak English right, you know, in today or now when they come to the office. I wanted to go to talk with my uh, children in school, but I don't know what to tell them. Or I want to go to the grocery. Or you know, so this kind of communication is really important. And just recently, actually, for two years from 2019, we started to give intensive English with the three months that they learn English and they be ready to uh, go to college or to open their own business or to start, for, you know, a job. 
Yeah. Wow. I want to ask you more about uh, some of the ways that the programs work. But first, I want to know a little bit about how the organization has developed over the years. I think mm -hmm. that we've uh, been hearing a bit how it had very uh, humble beginnings. And, <laughs> and if you could just talk mm -hmm. about the growth that, that your organization has experienced in the last 10 years. Sure. Yeah. So when I started uh, Women of the World uh, for seven years, I didn't have an office so my office was uh, my pilot Honda pilot Honda. <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I love it so much you know I don't want to get out of it even though it has so much mile, mileage in it yeah the same car yeah I really wanted to have it forever you know if it oh. if it stay forever with me yeah. so because the first office yeah you know, for my organization. So I used to go in around with the Honda, you know, and uh, uh, ask, you know, to see ladies that in the street, you know, holding uh, bags of grocery in the snow, falling uh, here and there. I just stopped and I said, hey, I, I introduced myself and I say, uh, let me help you and take them. And from there, I start to know the women around in Salt Lake City. And uh, I did uh, first time, you know, the um, medical interpreters. So I was doing a lot of volunteering in that uh, field. And from there, you know, the women, they start to tell me, I wish we have a woman to be a leader, to advocate for us or to show us the way or give, give us resources. So I was a new in Salt Lake as well, you know, so me and them, we learn our resources and all these things for every single uh, problem they have. Yeah. And uh, from there, uh, from seven years, uh, as we got a small office that it has only one room. And uh, I start to give you uh, practical English. Well, we, we give practical English, actually, before I have the office. You know, I used to go to the library or, like, uh, we have food, uh, um, uh, the, what they call it is the, um, uh, I don't know what was the name of the place that I used to go and tell them, you know, to give me a room. And they give me a room, you know, from uh, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock, you know, to use it. So from there, you know, um, giving them these practical English in these uh, uh, different places every day uh, until I got the office. And uh, I was very happy to have the first uh, uh, office, uh, even though it was so small. Yeah. yeah. And still growing, from yeah. what I understand. I, now you yeah. have some staff uh, yeah. working with you, and, yeah. and, but it seems like you could even go further and further and use more. Is that right? Yes, yeah. So the first time, of course, a lot of people, they tell me, if you don't have an office, how you help those ladies. Uh, the, the help I got from the amazing volunteer, they come and they go, and they meet with the ladies either in their home or in the coffee shop or library. And after that, when I got the office, of course, I got the first uh, part-time case manager. And uh, uh, from there, now today, just like you said, Lynn, we have we are five staff in in the office. The office went two offices together. So. Uh, so we have a room, you know, for the intensive English we give in workshop or uh, an, an reception room for the women when they come, they need help. So I'm so glad we are getting bigger and I wanted to have to go, of course, uh, 10 times bigger yeah. to have uh, 
what I call it is Women of the World Marketplace. And hopefully, um, I'll get someone uh, that listening maybe to the ra- to your radio and have uh, the money and uh, they wanted to help with this kind of uh, deal by uh, growing our offices to have office and a market in the same place. Well, yeah. This is the next thing that you'd like to do is is yeah. a world a women's world market. Exactly. And yeah. Tell me a little more about your vision for that. Yeah. You envision it being. Um, part of your offices so the yeah. offices are a part and then the market is attached to it to and, it, and tell yeah. me more about your vision yeah so it's because the women they come from a different countries they have a lot of uh, act, you know activities and they have a lot of uh, uh, way to want to ha- to represent uh, to America you know their food uh, their arts uh, and uh, they have a lot of uh, um uh, dream that they wanted to have their own restaurant and they cannot afford res- uh, to buy a restaurant or to rent one. So I thought, you know, it's really great to have that um, uh, incubator, whatever you call it, or a market that when it has one uh, kitchen and one art uh, studio and uh, uh, tailoring uh, uh, place for this woman. These women, they come and they work in there, and they help with this money. What they get from there, you know, they help their family, their kids, and they build themselves in our uh, country. And after that, of course, if they are ready to have their own restaurant, they will say, "Okay, it's time for me to move and uh, to get my own restaurant." So we'll get we'll bring another woman to take her place. So there's a lot of women, you know. Waiting and love to have something like that. I did not tell them that yet, you know, but I just uh, always, you know, tell them one day is going to be happen, uh, some miracle, you know, to get their wish to come through. And uh, so the, the market is actually is like a, it's going to be like one shop to, uh, one play, one time or one day, yeah. one place to shop. Yeah. You one call that. Shop. One stop yeah. shop. Okay. Yeah. And, and the same time, just like we said, our offices, our classroom, because we have classes actually, and we cannot accept more than 10 women to take intensive English because we don't have a room in there. So it's really great to have, you know, a bigger, uh, place for the classes and for, um, our, our, uh, sc- you know, uh, workshop and all these things. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Great. And it all yeah. started. From from your idea for this organization and by meeting yeah. people not on the street but by seeing people as you were driving around who needed help and just yeah. reaching out and making a, a building a relationship. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I have some music to play as as always, and I've picked some uh, world music from different artists that I'd love to share with you. And um, if anybody really got sparked by that idea of the world market, um, uh, my guest that I'm speaking with is Samira Harnish, and her organization is called Women of the World. The website is womenofworld.org. So check it out and get in touch. But it's time for a song, and this first song that I have is Kukurukuku Paloma um, by Camila Meza. You're listening to the Apex Hour on KSU News. 
Kunish, uh, the founder of Women of the World, a service organization based in Salt Lake City. Welcome back, Samira. Thank you. Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your organization, um, and, and in particular, the volunteers. It seems yeah. like uh, you must have so many volunteers that do so many different things. I wonder if you could tell me about the kinds of volunteers, what they do, how many, these kinds of things. Sure, yeah. So when I said, you know, seven years, I don't have the office and my office, my car, it was a lot of volunteers that come and go, you know, they help here and there, you know, and so we, now we we have, uh, I think it's close to the 60 volunteers. Wow. So the volunteers, they um, mentor women one-on-one. So when they come, you know, they do, of course, take a, a orientation and they they will ask us, you know, what kind of things they wanted to do. Like what some of the volunteer, they said we wanted to help in events only or um, to help you uh, to do your website or to um, uh, any kind of uh, technology we need. They will help, you know, certain hours. But we ha- the volunteers with the women is amazing, you know, because they talk to them in English and they go out with them, you know, so uh, it's great to have a friend, you know, because the w- women coming from different countries, always they think they are a burden in our uh, in our country. So they, they when they see there's American volunteer come to their house and um, talk to them in English, uh, teach them about uh, any kind of things they wanted to learn is from either math or how to take a bus from uh, place to place they wanted to go and how do we even uh, um, what kind of uh, food is good for their own you know, like for their health they teach them that you know and the uh, some of the volunteers they want uh, uh, you know when a mentee that with the children as old as their children. So the children, they play together and they go out for the park and all these things. Uh, we have volunteer. They started in 2010 and they are still with us. They go back and forth, you know, when they, I mean, they go like, uh, for, um, to finish their master's degree or anything they want to finish in their life and but they come back again and they visit the same uh, ladies that they have uh, visited before and just to make to build this friendship with them and we have a volunteer actually they come to the office they do one hour and a half uh, practical English um, and uh, we have volunteer of course uh, other volunteers that they're doctors, they give a workshop about health, any kind of health that women they want uh, to ask. And we have a volunteer as a lawyer and they wanted to teach them workshop, give them a workshop about their right and any kind of question they have in mind. Wow. So yeah. you have volunteers, it sounds like in all, uh, at, at all levels, I yeah. mean, you can volunteer yeah one time or you can volunteer yeah. an hour a week or you can volunteer in in any way yeah you have space for any kind of volunteer or any kind of service that people might be able to offer to help yeah yeah and and we always tell the volunteer you know the minimum they stay with the women is six months is because it's better for the 
uh, I, I mean, when I say six months, it does not mean every day or something like that. Once a week or once a month, it doesn't matter. But stay with her, you know, six months because we noticed that in the beginning when the volunteer comes and uh, for only one month or two months and they go uh, because of uh, certain things that's happened in their life or moving a different state, the woman they thought they are gone is because uh, they don't like them or they don't want to be friends with them or anything like that. So, and yeah. And six month is, is for the mentorship relationship. Yes, so yeah. You, also, if somebody wanted to just come and say help out with an event or something like that, yeah, that's, that's also possible. Yes, yeah, yeah. We have a, a few gentlemen, actually, they approached us and they said, well, can I be in an event, you know, and, and we have an event that's coming on March. And so, of course, we told them, yes, we should, you should, you know, come to this event for fashion show and do that. Yeah. And so if people want to volunteer, what is the best way for them to let you know what they can do and, and yeah. to, to sign up to volunteer? So just like you mentioned in the beginning, you know, women of the, our website is womenofworld.org. This place, you know, where to say, how can I help? And you go through the questions and you write anything you want to say in there, you know. So it's really easy uh, method or forms that they fill it. And after that, it comes to the, the email, it comes to the staff and me. Okay. Yeah. Great. So. Anybody listening who'd like to get involved, uh, that's it. You go to womenofworld.org and find the how to help spot and follow the prompts. And, and yeah, I mean, if you're interested in helping to support an event or um, if you're in the Salt Lake area in particular, um, and if you just want to reach out and connect, that seems like that's the way to do it. But speaking of events, you have a big event coming yeah. in March. Yeah. I'd love to hear about it. It's a fashion show. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, so the fashion show is really important, you know, for me to do that, you know, because the women, they come and they represent their country and wearing their beautiful uh, traditional clothes. And not only that, you know, they don't want to show only cl uh, beautiful clothes and their uh, beautiful feature, you know, they they talk about or they we say something about them what they are doing you know because most of them they are either going to college or some of them doing their master degree or graduate some of them engineer some of them pre-med and, uh, and some of them they are uh, starting a new uh, job or, or uh, a new career so that is really important you know for the American people to hear about their new neighbors how they are building and themselves in here and to they are uh, um actually they're uh, getting you know it's it's really uh, amazing when they when you everyone comes to see the talent of those young lady and the other things is you know to uh, this is a great opportunity for the guests to be uh, network with those young lady as not all, all of them is refugee most of you know some of them they are um, immigrant and some of them international student and asylum seeker so this way to have a friend from the uh, from uh, you gain a lot of uh, you know I will say you gain a lot of uh, knowledge and friendship with these young lady you know and the young ladies who walk in the show mm -hmm. all wear uh, traditional clothing from their country. And, and as you said, they're all in different 
sort of stages. Some of them are students, some yeah. of them are already professionals, some of them are emerging professionals, some of them may be just embarking on their, on yeah. their new life here. So. Yes, yeah, and yeah. the date again is... March 11th, and it's going to be Wednesday, and it's afternoon, you know, 6 o'clock until 9 o'clock. Yeah, so uh, I hope uh, more people, they come to see it because it's our 10th anniversary for Women of the World, That's 10 great. years for Women of the World. Yeah. That's great, mm. and there's great food. And great yes, music. yeah, we have international food and music, and, and to hear, uh, you know, this uh, successful story. And where can you buy tickets? Oh, the, in the website, actually. We have it on the website. You go in there, womenaffor.org, and you see the tickets in there, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, special events? Is this the main event during the year? Are there other sort of yeah. events that you sponsor? Um, so this is the biggest one is uh, for fundraiser. And uh, the other event we do is December. We give a certificate for the women that reach to their goals to motivate the other ladies to work hard to reach to their goals for the next year to get the uh, certificate. So it's really kind of nice uh, uh, to see the women that are coming with their husband and family wearing beautiful clothes coming on December. For that is actually free for public. It's because why I did it free is because I want the uh, American again to come to eat uh, traditional, uh, different to, uh, I'm sorry, international stu- uh, food and uh, hear music and at the same time uh, to meet those ladies and hear their story and why they're getting a certificate today. I want to show them that they are independent, they are working hard, they are thriving in our uh, state and uh, the women, they wanted to appreciate their uh, you know, the neighbor that they get, uh, or the uh, Salt Lake City for giving them uh, a chance to start from zero. So it's really important for our new neighbors to be seeing uh, more more American to come and see them because they wanted to just inform them that we are not depend on food sum or for your taxes and all these things. And uh, that's uh, uh, the other things is. Uh, I want to, um, I actually, I forgot what I wanted to say right now, <laughs> but uh, uh, is, uh, this uh, event is uh, kind of started from 2010, and I remember I gave two certificates in the beginning uh, in 2010, and uh, last year, last December, I gave 10 times more. And and people that are coming, you know, more people that are coming. And I think the a place we always take is uh, the county building. They are very very generous to give us their place. And now the county building, they said, is not enough for three hundred people to come. Yeah, so we have to look for another place. That's great. So that happens every year in December. December, yeah, the first week of December always, and the weekend Saturday. It's always the first Saturday, like from two o'clock to five. And the, the certificates are given to the women for achieving their goals. And now, are these goals that are set in the uh, – how are the goals set? Are in, the, in the counseling sessions, in the individual sessions, are they specific goals? Yeah. 
So when the women, they come to new women, they come to our office, we open for them a file. And there's a question, it says, what's your goal in future? You know, many women, they said, you know, I, my goal is to be a nurse, to be a doctor, to learn English. I want, my goal is to learn how to drive a car. And my goal to be independent, you know, so I, my, so this is the goal, you know, some of the goals actually is kind of funny. Uh, they said, okay, we want a peace in our country, you know, and I thought wow. that is, yeah, you know, it's kind of uh, amazing when they yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I want my son to be uh, reached to the, uh, you know, to college and uh, to get a scholarship and all these things. So these goals, of course, you know, we try our best to make it, uh, possible for them because when they come to our office, they always say, Oh, people that send me to you is because you are the, you make the impossible possible. And I said, Well, we'll try our best and to do that. So this is the way when they reach out to us. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I have lots more questions, but I think it's time for another <laughs> song. Now we're going to hear Camila Meza, and the song is Kukurukuku Paloma. This is at KSUU Thunder 91. Por las noches más se le iba en puro llorar Dicen que no comía, nomás se le iba en puro tomar Juran que el mismo cielo se estremecía al oír su llanto Como sufrió por él Hasta en su muerte la fue llamando
Vartan. You're listening to KSUU, Thunder 91.1. Um, that song was Kukuru Kuku Paloma. Uh, the artist is Camila Mesa. And if you're interested in any of the music, um, I have a playlist uh, that is on our website. And our website is suu.edu slash apex. And right on that page is a embedded um, played on Apex Hour soundtrack. So if you want to, it's an open Spotify playlist. If you if you like the music and and kind of want to check it out again or want to remember some of the songs that you've heard on the show, um, that playlist is is there. And again, that website is uh, suu.edu/apex. Um, I'm joined in the studio by Samira Harnish. Welcome back, Samira. Thank you. Samira is the founder of Women of the World, an incredible <coughs> service organization uh, that helps uh, women who are refugees, asylum seekers, immigrants, um, and also uh, uh, DACA uh, women, uh, and it's based out of Salt Lake, and we've been having a great conversation about the organization. I'd love to turn our conversation now to talk about um, the women themselves, particularly the refugees, because yeah. I think that... Um, many of us in our many of us in our day to day life may not know personally refugees, and I I'd love to know a little bit more about um, um, some of their feelings and yeah. some of their uh, opinions as as you get them um, yeah. with as they go through the system and yeah. integrate into American society. If you could yeah. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the refugee special, just like you said, you know, always they think they are a burden to us. So when they come and uh, uh, get the, you know, get the, this education from us one-on-one in Women of the World, like, let's say, for instance, you know, to apply for a job, I remember uh, one of the young lady that she has a, a great job back home with her husband but when they came in of course with her degree she cannot practice like uh, most of the women they come they don't practice with their degree you know is they have to have a certificate certify uh certificate uh, for or to certify their degree to american way yeah recertify yeah uh so i remember you know i got her a job in one of the place that uh, she worked in there and get all the, you know, uh, it wasn't her, um, her, uh, what do you call it, her, uh, uh, way, you know, she, to be in the, uh, cloth, uh, department. Right. But she said, at least it's the beginning because I need the mon- money. Right. And, uh, when she was working in there, you know, within a year, actually, she is still in the same, uh, position that is, back in the room sorting and whenever there's a, a new uh, woman like a American woman uh, they, she trained them and uh, this woman will take higher position but she is still in lower position and lower pay so she came crying to me and she said that's really not fair um, what can I do and I said well you could t- talk to your boss and tell him you know what can I do to get a better position like the other women they come in here. Is there something I could 
take it study or learn or train or anything that I could do that and when she went actually to talk to him you know she a couple uh, I mean the next day she called me she said it's really funny that the boss did not know she was speaking English very well I mean he was so surprised when she talked but I mean, I thought then why, how you could train the, someone with the English language? He should know that. But it's, I think it's, she mentioned that to him to make him to recognize that her, she is not liking what she is getting. Because unfortunately, some of the um, bosses, they think, oh, well, she does not know anything. You know, let's just go ahead and let her. She's doing a really great job and whatever. Let's, leave her in the same position. It happened many times, you know. I some of the some of the time I go and talk to them, you know, and tell them, you know, this woman she knows very well, her degree is this degree, either English uh, uh you know, bachelor degree in or any kind of uh, but because she speaks English a little bit, you know, that it doesn't mean she does not understand what you're telling her. You know, but the other thing is um they they think it's a, um, not because of the English law, is because the women afraid to speak up to the boss. They were afraid to be sent out, you know, fired or s- tell them, you know, go home. You know, we don't want you, you know, just uh, they are afraid to lose their job, most of it, you know. So, so yeah. Kind of sounds, it seems like that's another uh a, a big uh, thing that they're thinking about, you know, yeah. they uh, get a very a valuable job or they get a job and that's very valuable to them, but uh, a fear of losing it. Yeah. And especially when they have kids and they want to take care of them and bills and all these things, you know, many things is happening, you know, and of course, you know, the Muslim women there have a lot of issue as well, especially with the hijab, you know, and the student there in the school, you know, with the hijab being, you know, uh, uh, harassed by people because uh, you're you're uh, Muslim, go home. We don't want you in here. And I remember one of the young girl as well from Somalia. You know, she came into my office and she said she's been in her job more than three years, and she has a, a bachelor degree from uh, USU. Actually, is now from her background you know, from her uh, from Somalia. And she said every time she wanted to go out, you know, from her office to meet someone, the boss telling her, no, say it behind. No, I don't want people to see you and you scare them. Wow. So they do find you have a lot of these kind of issue. And all we do is we train them and tell them, you know, what they need to do. They need to speak to the boss and it's okay. This is your right. Don't be afraid. You know, it's okay. You don't, if they fire from that job, you know, you could find another place. And that's not uh, okay not to be keep quiet and all these things. So we do teach them about this is their right. Yeah. What other uh, perhaps misconceptions do you think that, that you see that are the most common misconceptions that people have about refugees, particularly refugee women? Um, I think it's, um, I heard, of course, in my ears many times, you know, when I go and speak about that, you know, some, uh, I'll say ignorant people, they always say, um, they're homeless, we don't want them to be in here to take our taxes and all these things. So, I mean, 
the refugee, I call them our new neighbors or our new Americans, they um, hear that and they don't like it. You see them, they are so, uh, they put their head down, you know, and I just don't like that, you know. So, of course, you know, what I have is the education, you know. The only weapon I have is the their story or what they are doing and talking to them and changing their mind, you know, for the the this kind of stereotype when they talk about that, yeah. Do people ask you, I mean, obviously it's women of the world, uh, so you <laughs> service women. Do people ask you, well, what about the men? Why, why yeah. about the men? Yeah. What, what's your answer to that? Yeah, they told me many times, especially, you know, their husband, if they are with their women, you know, they tell me why not us, you know, too. Um, what, what, uh, the answer is kind of really to educate uh, this uh, person to tell them, you know, the woman is more vulnerable uh, human being. And when they've been in camp, being treated badly, and if you take uh, war, oppression, poverty, mutilation, uh, rape, you know, always uh, affect women first and always is affecting the women. And uh, for men is actually, you see them when they get a job and they go out, is they don't have that traditional uh, things that the women is supposed to be uh, living home, taking care of the kids and cooking and you know, doing all these things. So um, they, she has limits resources limit education limit going out and uh, taking her kids out and all these things men they go to work and they speak with their uh, friends at work you know in English and all these things they learn fast and uh, they uh, learn uh, you know they drive and they go around and all these things but they want to stay home and we don't want to build up build more you know to be you know to to suffer from PTSD and all these things and uh, that's why I always tell them you know the, the women they need to get out and learn and to when you have a happy wife and happy mother everybody happy in the house you know and healthy you know that's what it bring there and 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 seriously I heard from young teenager told me about that woman I wish you teach my mom how to speak English or to teach her how to drive because I don't like to see my mom so sad at home so that's uh, one of the things is you know always uh, we uh, I think paying attention to our women uh and get them out and learn and to be independent. It make everybody happy in the house, really. I see. Yeah. And your message has gotten national and international recognition. You were honored by the United Nations. You've been honored by the Red Cross. Uh, how? Uh, what? Um, what have you seen in uh, in the other states uh, and also internationally? Uh, what thoughts do you have about how refugees are being treated in other states or or nationally or internationally? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, the UNSCR, actually, when I was in Geneva at that time, you know, I met a lot uh, uh, founders from uh, different countries. 
and they have a small organization and they were asking me a lot of questions. How did you do that? Why, I mean, how did you become, you know, in, in here, end up to be in the United Nation? Is uh, I think it's a, um, I did explain for them, you know, Utah is a great place to be, you know, because they have a lot of uh, volunteers and uh, people they give materi- material for the for the refugee that they need. Uh, for being uh, uh, awarded in 2018, it make a difference in uh, Utah. You know, a lot of people that don't know about the women of the world, they start to know that they start to pay attention. To the women we help and, and younger as well, not only women, you know. So they start to come to our office, learn about our, our organization and start to mentor and talk about it too out, you know, about those, our neighbors, those, our new, uh, Americans in our state. We need to, um, help them to be a good citizen and lend them a hand and all these things. So I think it's, uh, internationally, I got, internationally, I got a lot of emails, you know, and, uh, and, uh, messages on women of, wo- women of the world Facebook, actually, in their language. Tell me, please, I'm in there. Help me. I'm not a woman. I'm a man, but I need help or I am a woman and please help me. So I have to translate their language, you know, to see exactly what they want. And they thought I am the one I should bring them from their country to this country. And I have to explain for them and tell them I'm not a resettlement agency. I'm not United Nation. I am just a small organization that in Utah helping the refugee when they come home here and uh, they need help with that yeah but it sounds like at at the national and international level uh the recognition and the the conversation being very open and public is some of the best some of the best help exactly exactly is it talking you know and uh about the issues the women going through and uh uh, what's going on in our world right now, 72 million displaced people all over the world, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's talking about this issue a lot, you know, and uh, make the awareness for the people that um, they are in here giving their talent to us and they're amazing, they are resilient, they lost everything, but they're not they didn't lose their dignity and determination. So uh, there's a lot of, uh, I, I think is there's a lot of movement that changing their mind in, uh, and they uh, pay, I mean, they go and they explain that for the people that they know they have a bad ideas about the refugee. Yeah. Well, thank you. I have one more uh, song to play. Uh, and this song is called Water. And the artist is by Taman. Um, so we'll take a listen to this. You're listening to KSU Youth under 91.1.
in the studio with Samira Harnich. Welcome back, Samira. Thank you. And um, we want to make sure that everybody knows uh, your organization is based out of Salt Lake. It's called Women of the World. No. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just website, I, I, oh, I learned. The, the organization is called Women of the World, but the website is womenofworld.org. So we hope that everybody listening will definitely uh, check that out and, and find out even more and, and maybe volunteer if you're interested. So to close our time together on the radio, I always ask my guests uh, a very important question, and it's a, a playful question. We like to ask, we like our audience to get to know a little bit more about you, and so we say, what's turning you on this week? It could be anything. It could be a movie. It could be a food. It could be music. It could be whatever, whatever you like. So my question to you, Samira Harnish, what is turning you on this week? What's turned me on is Utah opened the door for more refugees to come. Right. And this is amazing. That's great news. And, and that's yeah. recent news. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, congrats. And Utah, Thank we're, you. we're doing, that's, a, that's good news for Utah and yeah. for our, our new neighbors. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have today. I'd like to say thank you so much, Samira. For thank you. From me. bottom of my heart, really, I had enjoyed everything. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out suu.edu slash apex. Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.